0: clear whatever is tormenting your throat
1: Get us started. <laughs> I'm ready you're, to go you're
0: laying on top of so many cables right now
1: I know well <laughs> Hil- Hillary's got a job to do out there so uh... so you bring the cables to you so yeah, and I didn't charge my my computer yesterday, last night. So it, it's it's and you know video calls. Oh my god! I don't those need to things... tell you how much juice those things suck out of your
0: No no no! I've been doing a lot more FaceTiming now that uh that I have a child. Uh huh. Um, with the
1: grandparents. Right, they love to see the the, the baby.
0: The baby, and. Uh... You've got to see the baby. (laughs) Come on, Jerry. (laughs) I recently rewatched that episode. Oh, yeah. That's an ugly baby. (laughs) Do you remember the episode? Of course. And and the doctor. Yes. Yes. (laughs) It's breathtaking. (laughs) Uh, All right. Anyway, yeah. Um, Video takes uses a lot of battery that's a that's that's a fact yeah oh yeah uh another fact simon the nets are bombs okay now it's not a uh it's not a visual medium but i'll I'll interpret it for you simon is giving a big thumbs down to the camera right now um all right. So, Simon, this is about the time in the podcast when I set my timer to see how long you'll go before it's very obvious that you're reading something else. <laughs> <laughs> I take it as a point of personal pride if it gets into the double digits before that's happened. But,
1: William, <laughs> oh, last time I made it until the very end. <laughs>
0: I should be so lucky. Yeah, um, yeah. you you want to lodge a pillow behind the neck before we get started? Get uh, little... I got the
1: pillow situation. It's all jacked up in here. The cord's fucking with me. It's jacked up. All right, Nets Nation. You better welcome back to another episode of Maybe Next Time.
0: I am your host, William Blewer, with my co-host, Simon McGorma. Nets
1: Nation, are you ready to be the jealous boyfriend or girlfriend?
0: (laughs) We are back as we are each and every unrelenting week to talk about how good James Harden is on the Sixers. (laughs) Simon. Great to be with you. I cannot wait to talk nets, and my God, is there a lot to get to. We've got news of the week. We've got an assistant coach's corner for the ages. Vanterpool strikes again. Oh, okay. uh, not nearly as cool as the last one. I'll be, I'll be real with you, uh, but stick around for it. Yeah, you gotta stick. You gotta tease the assistant coach's corner early, otherwise your listeners will just tune out the whole thing. Uh, That's (laughs) what they're here for. We've got uh, a last-minute mailbag, which I'm excited to do, and then uh, maybe a first-ever on Maybe Next Time. Simon and I are going to talk about the theater.
1: (laughs) I thought it was um, literature. The,
0: The stage. Uh oh no I I mean waiting for Godot is a is, play. A, is a play okay, so I was well, thinking I was thinking of characters from plays but if you have broadly well, i no 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 if you've broadly thought of characters I just assumed you'd basically just do like Willy Loman would be your guy or something like that <laughs> do but, not
1: <laughs> spoil things for our listeners
0: okay okay I'm sorry anyway we'll be talking about either the theater or literature i think that's fair to say yeah wait is that that might be i might be witnessing claire out there but no no that's not our car someone's parking the exact same car into a parking space we have coveted but i didn't have time to move the car uh, before this podcast because that's how committed i am and someone with the exact same model car as us is taking that spot
1: are you sure
0: that, that story right there, Simon, is approximately as interesting as watching a Nets basketball game with the current <laughs> roster. Less painful, less painful, Much just less very painful. banal. Sure, sure. Uh, but I would take banality. Oh my god, banality, uh, y- y- people have written about the evil of banality. Uh-huh. Uh, I would like to do an entire episode that is in it a ceremony
1: exactly we got to rehab banality's image yeah
0: for sure i actually i'm worried claire might go out there and try to do this thing um the spot's taken lady well she'll figure it out soon enough all right anyway simon so we have uh, all of these oh we have a ben simmons watch segment oh yeah that's the theater's segment Um, But before we get to any of that, Simon, I have a, a burning question for you. This isn't a rapid fire. This isn't fun. So if people are expecting fun, skip way ahead in this podcast. This is this is this is business here. But I've got a question that has has been nagging at me this week. And that is, Simon, who is the leader of this Brooklyn Nets team? So I asked that because last year, and then this was revealed on a podcast uh, more recently, but last year, Jackie McMullen uh, was embedded with the Nets during the playoffs, was working on this big piece, and she said, and this is a direct quote, What I learned from sitting with those guys was, and if you were wondering who the alpha was or who the leader of that team was, it was indisputably James Harden. James Harden was the guy. He was the adult in the room. The coaches had great respect for him, end quote. So last season, Harden was sort of the leader of this team, which makes sense. Katie is obviously the best, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're, you are a leader, right? Like Kawhi Leonard is always the best player on his team, but I don't think anyone thinks he's a leader. He's a, he, he's a different dude, as they yeah. say, a different type of dude. Uh, Kyrie, I mean, you just pray he's not the leader. <laughs> <laughs> Simmons, old owl oh, old owl sweater, doesn't yeah. strike me as a leader. No. So no. my question to you, Simon, I mean, uh, you know, the default is one of the stars has to be the leader. Right. Who, now that there's a hardened vacuum, is the leader on this team?
1: To me, I think it's it's Kevin Durant. Um, I think that uh, if you like see him on the bench, sadly where he's been for many weeks now, um, like he is the one who is up and and like most motivated of the bench mob. He's like very excited when the when the when on the increasingly rare occasions when the team shows effort. Uh, Like he was the one who was like yelling at Cam Thomas uh, right before the his uh, game icing shot against the Knicks and he was, you know, jumping all around the court. Um, I think when that there were those games when um, uh, when COVID struck and it was Kevin Durant uh, with a bunch of either G leaguers or, or 10 day contract folks or rookies. And he led them to two victories, um, and I think that that was sort of like his, you know, I, I think he was clearly like the the man, um, both, as you said, talent-wise, <clears throat> and and also just the one who was sort of bringing the players together. Um, so I'm not going to say that his leadership is flawless or is like, you know, exactly what you want, but... Um, I think based on the team's performance like again we, we talked about it during the game but like it's not just that this team um sucks which they certainly do uh, it's that they don't really try like Steve Nash was talking about all the 50-50 balls that they lo- like that is I, as you said there are some older stiffs on the team who you know are are hoping to sleepwalk through the the regular season and just kind of be plugged in to, to, to be Kevin Durant's wingman but like you could set an example there are Damari Carroll's of the world right who are you know old vets I mean now he's not playing I don't think but oh, you know God. what I mean the old vets who are who have, have been around the block but they could be leading by example and trying um that is one of the few things that that uh uh Blake Griffin for example can do but like there's just no effort from top to bottom, almost from from anyone. Like they're they're just it's just clear like they just don't give a shit. Yeah. Um. So I'm not saying that like Kevin Durant's leadership has like inspired uh-huh. people at this point, but I do think that that is the guy who like. Players look to, and I think does provide at least some level of leadership. sure.
0: I think I would agree that of those three, he's got to be. He's sort of by default has to be the leader. I would just say that that to me is a little concerning, considering he's never really been the leader of a of a team that's done anything right. Golden State, it was Draymond and Steph's team for sure. Uh, in Oklahoma City, again, he was the best, but Russell Westbrook was the the alpha, the leader of that, of that squad. Um, and so I just don't think that there's any sort of like, I think that Kevin Durant plays, you know, can be the best player on a team, but is better when there's someone else who is in that role as the, as the alpha, as the organizer of the team, as the guy who's trying to inspire other people. Yeah. Um, so just, you know, just some, something, something, to think about uh because i i do think that you get games like we're seeing where there's no effort and there's no energy and we're just rolling over uh when there isn't someone uh, you know a player like a, a jimmy butler or something pushing everyone to to succeed or or kyle lowry or something like that
1: yeah and i i would i would just with a i i think everything you said is very valid i i would say that Hopefully when Kevin Durant is actually playing, players start to give a shit more. Uh Um, And and like him being on the court saying like, hey, I need you to do this, I need you to do that, as opposed to just, you know, sitting on the bench and, you know, trying to impart his... Leadership,
0: is, Yeah, is different, for sure. But. And I definitely don't want to don't want to shit on him. He I mean, he's clearly doing more from the bench than uh, than, <laughs> than Owl Sweater Simmons, clearly doing more from the bench than totally absent Kyrie experience. Uh, you know, so he's he's you know I'm not trying to knock the one guy who's making any effort here. Right. I'm just saying I'm not I'm not convinced that he is is a natural leader. Sure, sure. Um, sure. and then just a quick aside before we get into news from the week, Harden played last night his first game with the Sixers. They blew out a red hot Minnesota Timberwolves. hmm Uh, he had 27 points, eight rebounds, 12 assists, shot 58% from the floor, went five of seven from three. Uh Simon, is it fair to say the old hunk of junk might still have a little gas left in the tank?
1: <laughs> I would point you, William, to the five Brian Lewis articles that were written that said exactly that. Uh that were then preceded by Hunk of Junk games. That's I right. am this is what I'm talking about. I am your jealous ex. I am uh sitting there watching watching James Harden laugh and enjoy his time with his with his new partner. And I am here to tell that new partner that, and this is not to say that me, the Nets in this, in this instance are not with the, without their flaws or that we are going to be better than, than the Sixers. I'm certainly not willing to assert that at this point, <laughs> but I mean, I'm not a bad <laughs> no,
0: <I> know. but <laughs> you're not a part of Nets Twitter,
1: but I, um, but I do believe, as the jealous ex, I do believe, like, I can, I, I'm just like, well, just wait until he, you know, brings the guys over for game night. Just yeah. wait until you start finding his underwear on the ground and he never does the dishes and he never, you know, calls when he's going to be out late, et cetera, et cetera. Like, I'm telling you, Philadelphia, I have seen this game before. I have seen James Harden happy. I have seen James Harden passing the ball making everybody happy <clears throat> and uh, I, I don't think it's gonna last um, I, I I don't think that James Harden has suddenly become physically better or mentally better uh, he had plenty of, of good games even this year um, I I don't believe it and I think you know the, the sixers fans are I, he said something in his press conference, That he was like, I'm glad to have, you know, the Sixers fans on my side instead of booing me. And I'm here to assure you, James, they will boo you. (laughs)
0: Uh, uh, Final, final, final thing on Harden, Simon. Yeah. Zach Lowe is on the Bill Simmons podcast. Did
1: you hear that? Uh, I I have only heard little snips of it, but I haven't heard this, what you're about to discuss.
0: Okay, so he said, and this is a quote, I will never ever, ever believe anything but that if Kyrie Irving were just playing, this would have all been fine. If Kyrie Irving were playing, there is no James Harden trade. They're the title favorites right now. End quote.
1: Yeah, wow.
0: Yeah. So, (laughs) um, not to to get back to my Kyrie Irving experience uh, high horse here, (laughs) <laughs> but he, he, there's more in that quote too, and you'll you'll hear when you when you listen to it. But it, he says, like, in my heart of hearts, I will always believe that it c- comes down to Kyrie Irving not playing this season. Yeah. Um. But you know, we don't have to litigate the past. We can we can maybe convert this podcast. Into an animals of Ben Simmons sweaters podcast <laughs> and exclusively discuss because I've, it's it's becoming increasingly clear to me that we're probably never going to see Ben Simmons play basketball, mm-hmm. um, but that owl has stuck with me. I've thought about little else other than that emblazoned <laughs> owl on that man's sweater in the uh, in the Celtics. Beatdown that we took the other night.
1: Yeah, I know the beating
0: <laughs> the beaten. Um. All right. Anyway, Zach Lowe and I are on the same page re Kyrie. I think. Uh. Now let's get to some news, Simon. Big news. We got the biggest of all the buyout fishies. Hmm. Um. Speaking of fishies, Simon, just a quick aside.
1: Yes. What is your favorite fish to eat? Thank you for asking. Um, I heard,
0: and I bring this up because recently I was watching like a YouTube or something, and someone was cooking halibut, and they said that was their favorite fish, and it was a great fish for people who aren't that into fish.
1: Yeah, I like to eat it just for the halibut. (laughs) Yeah, I get it. Fuck you, James Harden. We're gonna be fine <laughs> without you.
0: <laughs> we got Owl sweater. We got Kyrie. Someone, sometime, Kyrie's gonna play. Fuck Sorry. you, James.
1: <laughs> I I didn't know you were coming over. I would have cleaned up the dishes. Sorry. Let me. Oh God.
0: <laughs> All right. So anyway, what's your favorite fish? And then I'll get to this big net signing. Uh,
1: I I think mahi mahi. Mahi mahi, an fish.
0: absolutely extraordinary fish. Oh, I'm glad you agree. Oh, I, I mean, you'll you'll be hard pressed to find a fish I'm not into, a fishy fish, <laughs> a a, a halibutty fish, whatever. The whole spectrum. I I just like fish.
1: Interesting. We uh, don't really eat fish together very much. Not I much.
0: Agree. An overly bony. Well, fish is very expensive, or can be very expensive. Yeah. 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 It's hard to get delivery fish. You know, you, you kind of want to eat it on a plate. We don't go out to eat as much as we once did. Right, that's true. So, speaking of going out to eat, the Nets went out to eat, and they were they were presented a menu of several buyout candidates, right? And <laughs> the most expensive the uh, the filet mignon of the with with the uh, Alaskan king crab leg of the menu <laughs> was. <laughs> One of the sultriest Serbians in town. (laughs) I think he's Serbian. I really genuinely do apologize if that's not the country he's from. Uh, Goran Dragic. Yes. Uh, We landed him last season for Miami. He averaged 13.4 points, 4.4 assists, 3.4 rebounds, and 43% shooting. He was 37% from three and 82% from the line in 50 games. This season, he went to Toronto and pulled a what is now a textbook Nets move and refused to play. Um, he didn't play. I think maybe he played a couple games, but basically sat out the entire season by choice. Um, and now he is a net, and that has been met with borderline euphoria yeah. by Nets Twitter. Um, it's like the greatest coup in the history of buyouts. He's the the perfect fit and will solve all of our many, 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 many problems. (laughs) Um, are you convinced that ordering the filet mignon with Alaskan king crab off the buyout menu, uh, is going to solve all of our many, 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 many
1: problems. Yes, I am. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I. I uh, fuck you, James Harden. <laughs> fuck you, James Harden. Yeah, so I, ne- I, I never, I, never like the stuff you hung up anyway. So yeah, I haven't had a chance to put up new stuff, but um, just move that over there. It's fine. Um. So so. Um, <laughs> I, I'm happy we have Goran Dragic. I am already sad for him that he picked the Nets, but, um, but, uh, I, I think, I think it'd be good. I, I, we, we talked about it last, last week. Um, I think we had said, yeah, we had said Gary Harris was our, was our favorite. Um, has he been bought out? What's going on with Gary Harris? Just I quickest?
0: don't think he has, but there's yeah. you know, all sorts of, I think a team has to show some interest or something and maybe clandestinely offer to, you know, give him some money or something so they
1: don't have to pay right. at all. Right. Okay. That makes sense. So so um the but the dragon is a proven playoff commodity. He was fantastic in the before he got hurt in the um uh bubble playoffs um which were a couple years ago but still if you got like you know some of that juice left that's still good Mm -hmm. um and uh you know you want somebody on a team with ben simmons that isn't afraid to shoot a big shot right but Um,
0: though though he is also not afraid to just sit out an entire season so they have that (laughs) they have that synergy as well
1: exactly right it's the perfect combo um it's the it's the sweetness and the sour. Um he now by the way, that is not how it's portrayed in Nets Media. Oh, of it course is, not. It's described as like, yeah, they they the the um Raptors wanted to go with youth and I wasn't a part of their like plans, so so you know, they didn't want me Simon, you like. work
0: in comms, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are you saying you feel that that is an objective portrayal of what happened?
1: It is is uh, yeah? I mean that's all. But I, I'm just saying, other than other than you, my misinfo buddy, <laughs> I've been reading my net's Twitter, and uh, and that that's what people are saying. But but <clears throat> yeah, I mean. Look, the guy, I'll tell you this much, he's already probable for the game tonight, which is a hell of a lot more than you can say about his buddy Ben Simmons. It's more than you can say, sadly, about Kevin Durant, which I agree with you. I think he's trying to come back. Um, it's a hell of a lot more than you could say for Kyrie Irving for half the year. Uh, no, more than half the year. Apologies. Yeah. Um, it's a hell of a lot more than you can say for poor, poor Joe Harris, um, who didn't want to be a part of this club, but the, 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 um, uh, medical staff got his got their hooks in. <laughs>
0: um,
1: so yeah, we'll we'll take a we'll take a probable uh um, Absolutely, thirty five year old. I think he's dragage. I
0: think he's being uh, probably a bit overrated right now in terms of what his impact will be. But I have always very much liked Dragic I uh, think he's a really good player and am excited um, to have him play in games. That to me now. Um, availability is essentially the, the only quality in a player I care
1: about. Yeah. Do you remember? I agree. The, 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 maybe one of the best highlights of this year was (laughs) Kyrie Irving. The spin they put on him coming back was not that Kevin Durant was agitating for him to come back, but that they just needed, you know, fresh legs. They needed someone who could play, He instantly got COVID.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, this has been uh, this has been a disastrous season. Uh, next bit of news, Simon. Danny Green on a podcast. Oh
1: yeah, said Boo. the relationship <laughs>
0: <laughs> said the relationship between Drummond, Curry, and Simmons was quote not cordial. Uh. First, before we get into the implications of of what that means for this relationship, uh, how great is it that Danny Green is using the word cordial? (laughs) And don't you think more modern relationships should be based on a scale, a cordiality scale?
1: Yeah, with cordial, you got to assume being like two (laughs) out of ten. Right. Not cordial is the worst cordial is only slightly better
0: (laughs) it's it's all right (laughs) it's like baseline civility (laughs) right
1: exactly i'm not saying they go out for drinks but they're cordial right
0: they hate each other but they can they can be in the same room
1: right right
0: uh, so uh, anyway, what do you what do you, he said the relationship? Oh, and then Curry responded the relationship was fine. He wasn't around, so I don't know what Green meant by that. wasn't cordial. I don't know what that means, uh, but the relationship was fine. He just wasn't around, so we didn't see him a lot or we didn't talk a lot. That is his quote to that's Steph. Uh, sorry, Seth Curry's quote to Nick Friedell.
1: Yeah, um, I mean it seems like Ben's is a horrible teammate. <laughs> don't you think absolutely I mean, nobody likes him nope. I'm not sure I like him uh, no I love here. his owl I love yeah. his owl
0: gun to your head does Ben Simmons play a game this season gun
1: to my head gun to my head you know call me call me crazy call me an optimist uh but yeah I, I think he plays a game I, I think he plays after the March 10th Philly game.
0: Yeah, I mean, as as we have discussed, there's nothing you want more from your new star player than very obviously ducking a confrontation
1: like this. Yeah, you got a proven coward.
0: <laughs> all right, Simon. Now, I, I hate to go from all the good news we've just gone through <laughs> to some bad news, but I, I unfortunately Uh-oh. have some bad news.
1: Crud in the mud.
0: And that is that Kyrie may be coming back on a full-time basis. (laughs) Eric Adams says, read the mandate, quote, in his most definitive statement... Sorry, this isn't him. This is someone writing about it. In his most definitive statement on the city's vaccine mandates for indoor arenas, Mayor Eric Adams told a Brooklyn press conference Wednesday that he can't wait to end them, promising an announcement in the next few weeks. Simon, my question to you... Can the Nets survive the 28% win percentage Kyrie has led them to this season on a <laughs> well, full-time basis?
1: I I want him to be back, both because I don't share your um, total pessimism that, that Kyrie can't help. I, I do think he can help. I, I'm not going to deny the 4-10 record. Um, that's a baddie, but... Um, you know, I did. You know, I I just think back to like the Milwaukee series when um, James Harden played about eight seconds of it, and we were still crushing them in the first two games, and then <clears throat> very competitive in the the fourth game before he went down. Um, so I do think I think Kyrie Solo is bad. I I and I also, but but I think there is a chance that him being added to a group that does include Ben Simmons does include Kevin Durant. Does include Seth Curry, <clears throat> Drummond, Dragic, you know the the, the the gang, the supporting yeah. crew—that um, is now the the lead stars of a of a beatdown squad. Um, uh, could be could be something. Could be something interesting.
0: Um, yeah. No. But- ob- obviously, he's he's with. Kevin Durant out there—it's much different than him playing alone. Him alone does not equal wins. We've seen this time and time again. Him as a complementary player to other great players like LeBron James, who he demanded to be traded away from, or Kevin Durant. Uh, yeah, he's he's pretty good.
1: And but the other thing, just very quickly, William, I will say is <clears throat> I want because as I, as I think we'll well, I don't know, but I mean this is circulating in its Twitter as opposed to just being a theoretical team, as you've said. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is even. That's Twitter is starting to, to take. Some, you know, there, there, there's a little bit of reality seeping in. Um, that like you can't just constantly say this team when healthy could be this. This team when healthy is gonna be amazing. Uh, you have to play the games. And so I'm just hopeful that like we can get just even even if it's a disaster. I just want some track record. I want some number of games we can say like with our healthy players we are this we are a total failure we are way better we are whatever good but not great whatever
0: yeah agreed i would love to see them but uh, you know i'd love to see the the rubber meet the road yeah uh final thing on Kyrie and that zach Lowe Bill Simmons podcast yes um which again i highly they talk about the nets for a long time definitely worth listening to Zach Lowe did say, if Kyrie um, declines the player option, that he could definitely see a few teams convincing themselves to, to make a run at him.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Why didn't we trade him to them?
0: I completely agree.
1: <laughs> I mean, I know why we didn't. Because Kevin Durant wouldn't like that.
0: But... Right. Uh, all right, final bit of news, and this is a quick one, Simon. Uh, Thon Mocker is a Long Island net.
1: Have we have we not covered
0: that? We haven't covered it officially on the program. Oh no. Uh, former former tantalizing prospect for you and me.
1: Yes, absolutely. Thon, maybe two or three years ago, I, w- I was hoping we'd we'd get as a as a rim protector, as a he can shoot threes theoretically. Is that right? Sure. Yeah. You can do whatever the hell you want him to. He <laughs> can do he can do the same as like eight of our players, which is uh, not play, so Right, right. He fit right in. The the other thing, William, about Thon, if I'm not mistaken, isn't there a lot of uncertainty about his age?
0: <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm okay. not sure. Okay. Uh, I don't want to wade into that one. Right. About...
1: You don't want to get I sorry to bring into the, the yeah. Thon controversy here no. that may or may not exist. Right.
0: Uh all right. Quick assistant coach's corner, Simon. And at this assistant coach's corner is running face first into a headline of the week. Okay? Uh oh. Ouch. Ouch. Uh David Vanderpool looking forward to an NBA head coaching gig ellipsis and some answers.
1: Okay. I would say the headline was long enough. But
0: <laughs> uh, So, first off, before we talk about the content, the substance of this riveting article...
1: Hit me with it, baby.
0: <clears throat> Vanderpool is still my all-time favorite assistant coach.
1: Okay, why? Because of the play
0: interference. Oh, right. Because <laughs> he did the coolest thing an uh, assistant coach has ever done, which is act- interfere with a live game and have that interference productively lead to essentially us eking out the only win we'll ever get against the Washington Wizards.
1: God, I know. If, you, if you're not cheating, you're losing.
0: Um, so the article is mostly just about how he was shocked by being snubbed by the Timberwolves. I don't know how much you want to delve into that. I'm fine leaving it there. Uh,
1: you let me know. Uh. I I yeah, as, my, as far as you want to go, I I I didn't read this story, so this will all be new to me.
0: Oh yeah, he just felt snubbed. Um, definitely feels like race played a part in it, and feels like that uh, that has something to do with how he's been considered. That race has something to do with his not having a head coaching job yet. Yeah, but he is confident that he will uh, in the future be an NBA head coach. Okay. Great, great. I, yeah, uh, I basically I was just shocked to see a an assistant coach's uh, article. Yeah, and yeah. Because we have an entire corner dedicated to it, I I didn't want to pass it by.
1: Yeah, well, you know Nash's crew, Ime Udoka, has gone from a villain to to hero over in Boston. So, you know, it's a good coach's tree. It's a great tree. <laughs> Where the actual head of the tree is under constant scrutiny and not totally sure if he's good.
0: <laughs> um, all right, Simon, let's get to the mailbag, and then we'll do our, our uh, theatrical segment, okay? Okay. So this is coming from front of the show IRLJZ. Thanks for hitting us up. And if you, listener, would like to hit us up, email us at maybe next time at Gmail. Dot.com. Um, he says maybe a segment on this week's podcast where you talk about weird, shitty things you've gone through in life, and would rather go through again because at least they make for a good story, rather than watching Nets basketball these days.
1: Yes, Simon, do you have one? I certainly do, and thank you so much for the for the excellent question. Um, I think that uh my 21st birthday in las vegas fits fits this question perfectly to experience it was to be pretty much in a constant state of i don't know a combination of terror anger fear um bleeding. annoyance what bleeding Bleeding, yes. There I, 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 I bled there,
0: profusely from my mouth, and I didn't bring a change of clothes, and was covered in dried blood for most of
1: it. There was physical injuries. There was relationship drama. Oh my there was, god!
0: There was there, relationship there, drama.
1: There was, uh, you know, burgeoning gambling addictions. There was, uh, you know, alcohol. There was, you know, it. It was. There was like five or six people packed into one room that caught a little grating. If you Someone flew it, home early yes, because Gwen it was Gwen such an unpleasant flew time. Home early, She didn't enjoy it. Um, she, she couldn't hang. Was Gooberton there?
0: Yes, <laughs> Gooberton, of <course. laughs> Yeah, she was a last minute ad because we saw her at that ad.
1: party with uh, – what with was the, that? The, pair? Uh, the bear minus Not the bear. Not to brag, folks, right. we have partied with minus the bear. <laughs> it would be a lot cooler if this were a Seattle podcast, um, but in a backyard in Albuquerque with a fire going. That's right. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, Anyone I mean, would have invited Gooberton under those circumstances. Of
1: course. Um, R.I.P. Yeah, um, but we. We, I mean, it was an amazing time in, in retrospect, it was, I'm so glad it happened because again, yes, we, we can pull any thread from that. And it's like, I remember that so much better than I remember like the last two weeks. Oh yeah, you know what I mean, no, like it's, I couldn't tell you. Vivid. The, yeah, I mean, Beacon was fun. This is not a good week to to pick that out, but you know, like,
0: right, you know, You're a typical two weeks.
1: A stretch. typical two weeks is is not nearly as sort of punch. And you know, that's a time of in your life when everything is like much more
0: impactful. Yeah, uh, yeah, I picked something from a similar time. Uh, it was college, and mine is living at the Zodiac Apartments. <laughs> so this place folks it was cheap it was really really cheap Scary. but it came with some consequences <laughs> one of which was i lived above a meth den yeah
1: yeah uh
0: who they would they would often chastise us for making noise meanwhile literal toxic fumes were constantly coming through the floor.
1: Wasn't it the domestic abuser who yes. was chastising you? Yeah. I don't know if that was, that the, was meth the same lab. I think that was a different guy. Oh. That was the same house.
0: Okay. It was the same house. Um that was also the place where we had a get to know your neighbors event, pizza party. Yeah. And <laughs> the only people there were the landlord, two cops,
1: and me. Yeah, and I think about, the cops being there might have had something to do with the...
0: about 25 Pizza Hut pizzas. <laughs> because <laughs> the landlord thought it was going to be a hot ticket. And that is when the, the uh, ground-level apartment without curtains was blasting at deafening levels, mariachi music. And the landlord just looked on helplessly. It was like, I have never seen any of those people before in my entire life. (laughs) So anyway, that place, to me, better than current Nets watching.
1: Yeah. I mean... That was so fun. I don't remember that as bad at all.
0: No, we had so much fun there. We we yeah. would uh, we would often yeah we would do Trivial Pursuit there. We we, we had lots of good times. Alex Williams's head went through the window in the kitchen that one time. Oof. You yeah. remember I mean, that? I... And
1: we just put like a T-shirt around it.
0: And I think we yeah. might have gone how out. Did his head
1: go through. I mean that that truly sounds like you're a mob boss who says like <laughs> yeah. I think somebody tripped and <laughs> fell out the window. But I, I honestly don't remember how his head ended Tim up. Tim Dempsey and the...
0: him were kind of getting a. Little like, they playful. were wrestling. Yeah, they were they were they were getting a little pushy.
1: Yeah.
0: Um anyway, yeah, had a lot of good times. I had a quote unquote roommate there who literally didn't spend a single night there. Yeah. Uh Jay Swanwick spent about five hundred more nights there than Riley Balling.
1: <laughs> well, he had to keep his car safe from his girlfriend who was slashing his tires at every yeah, he was, chance she got he
0: was hiding from his girlfriend.
1: <laughs> they were, they were in a bit of a rough patch. And... That was
0: that was a serious rough patch.
1: The car took most of the.
0: That was also that the sure. place where I finally broke down and spent like, you know, two ninety nine to get caller ID, because <laughs> <laughs> I was just convinced that like I would be I was missing so many cool calls for like parties and girls <laughs> and all this stuff, and then I it was just like. Nope. I wasn't missing a thing.
1: <laughs> well, I wouldn't say also William that you paid the two ninety nine. You put it on your service tab, but you never paid your phone bill. And do you remember when you got the call from the people who were like, We're gonna shut your phone off today unless you pay and you were like, yeah, oh, you finally try tried- yeah. <laughs> yeah, we called you on the phone line that we know you have to to us. But we
0: had developed at that point in our social life such an ironclad routine of like dollar theater (laughs) this night thirsty thursday this night copper lounge (laughs) this night that like it didn't really i didn't really need a phone i knew where i would be right
1: right no it 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 took care of itself the social calendar (laughs) it really did
0: (laughs) Uh, but honestly there were there were some scary
1: times at that place <laughs> if I can just be serious for a moment there was enormous criminality <laughs> and, and fear in, in that uh...
0: yeah, I mean the proximity was so good to the university too that I, d- I don't understand why why uh, Tim Russell couldn't raise the rents in that place just a little bit I yeah. mean, God bless him that he did yeah he
1: wanted to keep it economical
0: <clears throat> yeah no 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 for sure I respect the hell out of him for that. Uh, another part of that question was, if that's too personal, what would be worse than having to do a daily Nets podcast? Because this was inspired by his listening to Locked On. Right, so they, right. they do have to do a daily daily <laughs> podcast, which <laughs> does sound like a form of torture. Uh, the only thing worse that I could think of was being Kyrie Irving's handler. <laughs> that just seems like an absolutely... Thankless task.
1: Oh yeah, I mean it definitely is. I mean I think he churns through them um, very quickly. Like you're you're more likely to be like a like a White House press secretary for longer,
0: <laughs> right? Uh, uh, Sean Spicer was the was a crossword answer recently. Oh, and that brought back extremely nostalgic feelings <laughs> for Spicer. <laughs> That guy's like a professor at Harvard or something at this point, mm. which is just a, a true testament to uh, what incredible country you live in. Do you have uh, something worse than doing a daily? I next actually podcast? didn't think of this. Okay, that's fine. Sorry, that's fine. We can both be Kyrie's handler. Uh, thank you for that prompt. It yeah, was thank you. Very fun. Uh, haven't thought about your 21st in a while. We used to tell. We used to talk. Tell stories about that. All the time, yeah. Um, it was eventful, it was eventful, as was the zodiac. God damn, just <laughs> such different times.
1: <laughs> you finally caught me. <laughs> Click.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I knew they would eventually, but I didn't have the plasma money to pay for it at the time. <laughs> Oh boy. Okay. um, So we have a final FU and fun segment for you today. And since we are waiting for Simmons and we've already done a we already did a waiting for Durant thing where I went uh-huh, through uh-huh. all the BuzzFeed stuff. We're going to base this one off waiting for Godot. One of uh, Samuel Beckett play. Uh, if you haven't read it, it is uh, it's quick read. It's only about it's less than a hundred pages, but it is a seminal work of twentieth uh, century literature. Have you read or seen it, Simon? No. It's uh, it's absurd. So I think you might get a little frustrated with it. Uh, <laughs> but it is it is one of my favorite, personally, one of my favorite pieces of literature. Who wrote it? Samuel Beckett.
1: Ah, oh, Samuel Beckett. Right. Mm, your guy. The man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> Um.
0: So, we are going to compare characters from plays, or in Simon's case, literature, to various Nets players. Simon, do you mind if I get us started with one? Uh, no. All right, I'm going to get us started with maybe the most famous lovers in all of literature, Simon, Romeo and Juliet. Okay. Their love is pure. Yes. But in the end, Simon, it's going to kill them both. <laughs> you know where I'm going yeah, with this. Yeah, I do. It's Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. That, that's a that great That is one. a, it is a once in a generation love story, but it is not going to end well for either <laughs> one of them. I promise you that.
1: <laughs> i I the the sad thing is I sort of think it will end fine for Kyrie. Yeah, no, I know. Because like whatever. Because if you can, I mean, like truly, if you, I mean, like like the man who has nothing to live for is like dangerous. Mm-hmm. Like that is Kyrie doesn't. Okay, I don't play. I don't make any more money. From no, him. I mean, I, I honestly like, the happiest
0: uh, the happiest thing I could imagine for Kyrie right now is no yeah. longer
1: being in the NBA. Yeah.
0: And that very much seems like the path he's on right now with the Nets. It's just unfortunate that a man who is obsessed with being in the NBA and playing, Kevin Durant, um, happens to be uh, ensnared
1: in that relationship. Um, Absolutely. That's a great one, William. And um, folks who listen to the beginning of this podcast will not be surprised to know that Willie Loman is my... (laughs) Is my first one here. To me, he Willie Loman is Ben Simmons. He is like uh you know, a once highly touted, uh, you know, um I don't actually remember in that movie if Willie Loman ever was an actually good salesman. In but... that in that movie? in that I read the I had to read that Miss Paris made us read it no I know
0: but you just said in that
1: movie oh sorry it was just it was just a miss okay yeah yeah Uh, love to see the the movie (laughs) much better than the play I'm sure Uh, because you can actually have different scenes and shit you don't have to move stuff in and pretend something you have to pretend the background is an actual
0: yes neither of us are
1: big fans of live theater (laughs) um no, but so, you know, uh, but but now it's like very clear as we see things like the Steve Lichtenstein article where he points out, did you see, I didn't see this Nick Friedle piece or part of whatever piece it was. I couldn't find it either. But he mentions that the Nets are, quote, waiting for him to, waiting for Ben Simmons to like say, hey, I'm ready to go. Oh, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> uh, and two, that they are working on his shot so that they can get it like to a place that they've never seen it before, something like that, to which Steve says, in other words, uh uh-oh, we may have a Markel Foltz situation on our hands.
0: Yes, he did intimate that it's a Fultz, uh, it's feeling Fultz-like, which is terrifying.
1: Yeah, it's terrifying. So like, it is like this, just like, and I, you know, but like Ben Simmons still has this like outwardly calm, you know, everything's fine demeanor. He can sit, you know, just like Willie's from until the day he dies is like, you know, I was amazed. You know, we had such a great. You know, I'm the man. I'm better than Joel Embiid. I'm, you know, uh, you know, one of the greatest players ever. He still got that sort of uh, bravado, but it's like clear to right. everyone around that. Uh,
0: for for me, Ben Simmons was Hamlet.
1: But okay, for okay. many
0: similar reasons, he's an you know he, he's an overthinker. Uh-huh. Uh, he's, uh-huh. he's 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 he agonizes over things but can never actually act on any of it so at this point you know i think he's been alone with his thoughts for far far too long and yeah. i don't know that we're going to get him out of them
1: ever oh boy um okay my last one william yeah um is lady Macbeth, Ooh. Uh, who a wicked I... lady Yes, who I think is Kyrie Irving at this point.
0: Oh, great. That's um, a good one.
1: Thank you. Yeah, because I, mm. I appreciate that. Um because at this point, no one in the Nets organization, I don't think, like really wants to cater to Kyrie. They aren't like, we gotta get, you know, Kyrie because we like need him for the twelve games he's gonna play. And and I think Kyrie understands that and is like fine i will just use the fact that i am good friends with kevin durant the person that you definitely do care about who definitely does run the franchise and i will just convince him that what i want is best and then he will do the lobbying
0: Um, yeah he's putting poison in that poor man's ear
1: exactly exactly
0: uh that's that's fantastic great pull um i have another one but it's not good
1: I'm happy to hear it. If if you want to
0: Falstaff, I don't know it. So he is <laughs> Prince Hal's buddy from Henry the Fourth, Part One and Two. Oh, he's a very okay. famous sort of comic figure from Shakespeare. Okay, uh, but he's sort of like a drunken, fun-loving, yet courageous sort of sidekick and friend. Oh, uh, and to me, that describes patty mills
1: yes that's a great one
0: (laughs) i mean not in the game against the celtics when he was 0 for three thousand, but um you know uh most nights he's there he's a ride or die he's best friends with ben simmons he's gonna he's good friends with seemingly everyone on the team he's just a good-natured happy-go-lucky guy yes uh, who's who's showing up every night uh rain rain or shine
1: Yeah, and I sure cannot wait to decline that $6 million player option (laughs) and get the hell off of this sad, rainy team.
0: Yeah, no kidding. Probably go to Philadelphia. (laughs) No,
1: no, Ah. Patty.
0: (laughs) God damn it. No. Um, All right, Simon, do you think that um, Kevin Durant will have played by the time that we record next?
1: Yes, I do. I, I think he's going to play... I believe he's going to play um, in the Raptors game, is it? The the one that's coming up after the Bucks? On, yeah, I think I it's Raptors, home and
0: home, Raptors. Raptors, right? Yeah. Next. And then, uh, next question. Do you think that Eric Adams changes that mandate by the next time we record? I know the CDC dropped their new recommendations on Friday, basically saying rip the masks off. Uh, do you think that that um, Eric Adams uses that to change the mandate?
1: I I actually think that it will be, I think it will be mid-March by the time Adams does the full thing. I say that because when he's talked, he said like, he said things like mm-hmm. in a few weeks or like he's, he's made, he's made reference to weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think, I yeah, think-
0: I was, I was thinking that as well, but it does seem like other places are just moving like other comp- yeah. California, Chicago, they're moving pretty quickly on this. And it would surprise me if, if he dragged his feet too much longer on this.
1: I agree. Cause the guy is, is very into, um, you know putting putting covid in the rear view.
0: yeah i mean i'm i'm into it too frankly i would love to not have to wear uh, a mask at my job but um i don't know that that will change necessarily with the with the city mandate but i hope it, i hope it does um <clears throat> i mean obviously the mask would continue to be recommended for kyrie irving yeah yeah but that yeah. is another issue altogether. <laughs> so, all right, your prediction: in which order will KD come back? Will Kyrie be cleared to play full time? And will Ben Simmons come back? One, two, three, in that of those. Three.
1: Oh, great question. Okay, KD won, and then it gets tricky. Um, I'm gonna say.
0: Kyrie two, Simmons three. Kyrie two, Simmons three. Yeah, I am. I am increasingly skeptical that Ben Simmons is coming back. Like yeah, none. None of the things that have been said are at all intimating that he's coming back, and that the Lichtenstein thing that you mentioned, Lichtenstein story. Um, that they're waiting on him. Uh Oh, I mean, this is the problem with bit. Like, I think Ben Simmons is a great player, but I think Ben Simmons has needed someone to ride his ass for a long time. Yes. And someone needs to <laughs> say no to him. Somebody, someone needs to push him. Someone needs to not just enable him and empower him to, you know, never try to develop a shot. To not play for an entire season because your feelings are hurt, to um, quote unquote, like get into game shape for much longer periods of time than anyone would physically need.
1: Right. Now, Dragich appears to need three days, for example.
0: Right, and so what I, you know, what I, what it sounds like, what I'm, what I guess I am advocating is for something like tough love. What, and I think that could look pretty uh, callous when the story is written, like, when he doesn't play this season, and the story is just written, like, it is, it is, like, a psychological thing. I mean, I think that he, I think he may have very serious uh Markel Fultz-level yips, like, unplayability. This is, this is not something he comes back from mentally, which is, if that, you know, if that's the case, uh, you know, obviously you shouldn't force the guy to do it, but I, I do think... A lot of these issues stemmed from him always being surrounded by his father, who, in that documentary, very much has has been the enabler, has been the one saying Ben is literally infallible, yeah. and everyone around him is to blame, right? And has never really been held to account for any of his actions, right? Um, and never been challenged, and never been pushed. And at this point, I hope that it is something that maybe. Um, a Steve Nash a very emotionally intelligent person we're constantly told um, <laughs> is able like, I have no idea like how do you judge that I've never met the guy I don't know anything about him other than people constantly say that so if he is this emotionally intelligent uh, guy hopefully he can find a way to get through to Ben Simmons um, but the idea that the franchise is is going to further enable him to to dictate the terms of when he comes back and how long this is gonna take. It's like we fucking need you, man. We just traded a guy who's going out and and elevating his team to a 30 point stomping in his first in his first uh game with him and you're indefinitely out. That is a really that is not something you can just say, all right, do whatever you want.
1: Right. I I agree with you and I fear that while I I I do think, you know, Steve Nash is like a good leader, he you know he as you as you mentioned either on the pod or or certainly off off mic, you know, Dragic's like love of him was a, was a big part of him coming um but he is not a crack the whip kind of emotionally intelligent guy like that's not his style of leadership
0: no it Um, is right try to appease and not not offend it seems like and and just kind of be be buddies with right and while i think probably ben simmons could use a buddy right now other than patty mills right uh he could also use someone you know if there's any hope that he's going to get out there to just push him to do it because of course he's uncomfortable. Of course he's scared. What if yeah. he doesn't play well? What if all you know, like like the guy really did shut down in the playoffs the last time he was seen playing basketball, um, and not just sh- shooting with Kyle Korver in the background. Uh, it didn't. Where look he also
1: good. looked rickety, as I think yes. we've talked
0: about. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's it's it's, and if he doesn't play this season. <laughs> What, I mean, and say, like, Kyrie doesn't re-sign, what the fuck is happening to this team?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Like,
0: who's going to be like, yeah, Ben, Ben, I know he hasn't played for the last two teams he's been on, (laughs) but third time's a charm.
1: Including a time, right? Including, I mean, the first time he he could have been playing with with a with a team that already is getting some championship buzz without him, and the second time was it would be with Kevin Durant, right? One of the players In a players perfect situation
0: for him, where the pressure offensively is nil, it's nothing doesn't right. exist.
1: Yeah, that that didn't work for him, but I'm sure your situation is great for him. Right. Um, and I also would say that yeah, like to your point, the um. Mm-hmm. The The idea with the Nets is, like, even if you don't keep Ben Simmons, right, as we've talked about, maybe he isn't a great fit or whatever, but you, like, rehab that value. You show him on the court doing the things that at least old Ben Simmons was doing, and people are like, oh, yeah, like, this is still a useful player. This is still an all-star. This is still an all-defensive player. Um Despite his flaws, but like, yeah, if, as you said, if he doesn't play this year,
0: sh- yeah, straight in the tank. Uh, very scary. I, I, I hope he comes back, but I am, I am growing in increasingly pessimistic about it. Um, but patience, Simon, is virtue. <laughs> I'm told, just like I'm told, Steve Nash has a high EQ. <laughs> And that Goran Dragic is perhaps the greatest point guard signing of the 21st century.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Um, anyway, all right. Hopefully we'll get a W this week. That'd be nice. And I really genuinely hope you're right about the KD imminent return. Um, all signs are pointing to something soon. So hopefully that happens. Um, thank you, Simon, for bringing the Willie Loman.
1: Sure, sure. Willie Loman was a great man.
0: <laughs> uh, and we folks are going to go ahead and see ya.
1: I was tired of my lady. We'd been together too long. Like a worn out recording. Of a favorite song. So while she lay there sleeping, I read the paper in bed, and in the personal columns there was this letter I read. If you like piña coladas.